Good morning, some people's kids. Youth pastors pressing play with other youth pastors. I didn't think ahead this time. You're, you're running out of stuff on this one. I'm running out of stuff. <laughs> Not uh, only do we want to plan episodes, you got to plan introductions. I Yeah, exactly. But uh, guys, play. it's your man Ian with his brother Andrew. Have you ever seen the movie Be Kind and Rewind? Podcast. Huh? Have you ever seen the movie Be Kind and Rewind? No. Jack Black? No, I've never seen it. I don't know if it's a good movie, clean movie, or anything, but it just kind of reminded me of that. I don't know why. My, I think that's one of my wife's favorite movies. Oh, yeah? I think it's when, like, I think it's Jack Black. They work at, like, a blockbuster, and it uh, they, like, lose all the movies, so they remake them. Oh, that's funny. I think that's the movie. I, I could be completely wrong. That's funny. I'm not going to Google that right now. I don't care that much. But I just reminded me of that for some reason. I don't know why. Good old uh, choose your favorite hero blockbuster family video. Choose my favorite hero? Yeah, blockbuster family video. Which one was better? Oh. Uh, we went more to family video. Was family video even out here? I don't ever see the old stores out here in Spokane. Uh, I, I can only think about my hometown. And I we went to family video more than blockbuster. Yeah, we went to Family Video way more. It didn't feel like going into we a 7-Eleven. We also had a Hollywood video. Ooh. That one was pretty cool. Um, I've heard of that one, but I never went. Yeah, Hollywood video. My dad owed like a bunch of money to that place. <laughs> my parents owed a bunch of money to those places. watch out for being dead to the Hollywood video folks. They'll come oh take your kneecaps. They'll come get you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, fa- family Video, probably. Because, oh, you want to know why? Why? Because you could always get East of Chicago pizza discounts. Oh. Yeah, so you rent a movie, get pizza, and you're good to go. That's fun. Dude, I I miss those. My, my kids will never know what that was like. They never will. To go drive somewhere, walk into a movie, hope it's there. We talked about this before, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Just hope it's there, and you see that little clear plastic. Or, do you remember... When it wasn't there and you're like, oh my gosh, this movie's not here. What are we going to oh, Go to the front, see if anyone's returned it. That's right. And then when they've returned it, you're like, yes, yep. yes. That was the good What's stuff. What's that equal to? What, what would you say is equivalent to that? Like, no movie being available and then it's available. I don't know anymore. We don't have that feeling anymore. You can, you can get it. It's like getting every green light on your way to work. Is it? What's the? I'm trying to think of something that's like the last thing, the last. Oh, I I had a, plenty of ideas <laughs> come to mind <laughs> that are not appropriate. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, we no. What, what's uh, what are we talking about today? What we are. We are what are we? Ta- <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, let's uh, let's, let's not get into Ian's mind this early. Um, so I thought what would be cool is, um, you know, we're talking a little bit of a new year, um. You know, how would you start discipling a kid one on one? First sit down, first conversation. You know, obviously, you've talked before, and and you've you know we're gonna move past some of the like meeting the kid and yeah. getting to know him. And but He's like been a part of the ministry for been a while. part of the ministry, and you've built a connection with them. And all of a sudden, you know, they asked or you asked, "Hey, you want to get together? Um, where do you start? How do you start discipling a kid?" Excuse me, and maybe it's important. Well, just to clarify, like Ian and I don't necessarily brainstorm all this stuff beforehand. So a lot of this not only is not edited, but it's fresh. It, it just yeah. So Ian and I, nine times out of ten, are going to agree on everything. 
And then the one time we may not agree is actually more of a sharpening thing for us. It's not so much like, oh, let's debate this. Yeah. If you want to hear us debate, subscribe, check out our um, Kofi, icebreaker, yeah. Kofi debates on icebreakers. That, those are fun. But Yeah, we're going to start releasing uh, icebreaker garbage episodes on our Kofi account, Kofi.com, K-O-F-I.com slash some people's kids. And you can check them out over there. there. We are not talking about ministry. We are talking about our opinions on is gymnastics a sport is that's actually coming out on spotify you guys will probably hear that before you hear this one but uh that way you guys can get an idea of what our garbage episodes are the next garbage episode is going to be our icebreaker episode is on is grape the best popsicle flavor which is so ironic because you kind of look like one today buddy i've got a great sweater big purple sweater i like it luigi sweater on i gotta get one of those yeah buddy get them they're on uh the bronze beard so so in regards to us uh Where would you start with discipling a student? So there's a lot that I think goes into getting involved with a student when it comes to discipleship. Um, I have seen this student be faithful, available, teachable. I've seen them... Uh, have a desire for the word. And so, so what you're grow. saying right now? Sorry, what you're saying right now is what you're observing. Yeah, in in a student in to a say, student. I'm gonna yes pursue discipling this kid. Yep, this is this is gonna be worth my time. Yeah, and um, and then it's going to be <clears throat> this student because I I'm also I I'm focusing on the discipleship of my leaders to the best of my ability. Now, it is also my job to, like, they are the shepherds over their flock, mm-hmm. and I'm their over-shepherd. I'm helping subsidize their work. I am equipping them to do their ministry. and uh, But then the Lord always will bring me a batch of students into that I am personally involved with. Yeah. And, and how we go about... Disciple, how I go about discipling them intentionally is to invite those students into my house. So that's having them over as a group into to have dinner with my family and I. Um, it's going out to coffee and just talking about life, talking about uh, their what has been challenging them, um, getting involved in. Uh, so that'll be like moments of, and I think honestly, this, this comes to a few different, I think the approach on what, so I'm thinking about different people. Mm -hmm. Uh, one student, he was just getting, he had just gotten saved and he, we had, he's like, Ian, I want to, I want to sit down with you because I want to talk about this relationship with Jesus thing. And like, he was, before he came a believer, he was like, I'm thinking about, like, I want to ask him into my life, but I'm afraid of mm-hmm. him changing things. I'm like, you should be afraid. Yeah. This is a, he's going to change things. Yeah, and, and sometimes he changes like the it. things you don't expect to be changed. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and then we like, so we talked about that. We even got into the Gospel of John a little bit and started studying that. Another student who's been a believer for a little while and wanted to continue to mature that student we would sit down we would hang out we would continue to discuss 
uh, like, hey, what's God doing in your life? What are you reading? What are you doing? Because we talk about at Southside Youth Ministry, we come for three reasons. Know Jesus, grow Jesus, show Jesus. So I'm always asking, who do you want to know Jesus? Yeah. Who would you, how are you growing in Jesus? And uh, then challenging them, how are you showing Jesus? Yeah. And a lot of, so it's like, well, I just, I don't know how to show Jesus. Well, we got a food bank. Get serving on a Monday night, serve on a Sunday morning. Like, let's find some easy wins and baby steps. Mm -hmm. Let's Mm -hmm. plan out these spiritual disciplines. It's talking about how do you get into the word? How do you deal with, like, spiritual burnout? How do you deal with showing – it's also being open for when they call you and they say, hey, I had this this situation happen at school where my friend mentioned they don't Mm want to be here anymore. As in they want – they're thinking about suicide. What do I do? And then uh, coaching them through that and, like, then moving on to – it's, so it's mainly involving, I think when it comes to discipleship, it's incorporating them into my life as far as there's levels of openness that I, that I wouldn't have with just the casual student. Yeah, it's If I look at my phone and I'm getting a phone call while I'm having dinner with my family, there are some phone calls I'll pick up. There's some phone calls that are going to be – that I'll have to look at later. And that's dependent on, like, are you a student that has been faithful, available, teachable? And if you call me, like, there, I remember having a moment where I was talking to my wife, like, here's these students that if they called and they said, I, I just got kicked in on my house, I'm going to do, I'm going to drop everything and do what I can to get this person. Um, yeah. If there's, a, then there's other students who are like, I just got kicked out of my house. I'm like, did you really get kicked out of your house? Like, I don't know your family situation, what you got going on. I might help you get connected with um, UGM because UGM's got a great situation for kids, a cup of cool water. We got a lot of resources to, to get you hooked up in Spokane, Washington. But, like, there's, so there's different kids that I would have stay at my house yeah. versus let's hook you up with accommodations. And, honestly, that's, like, there's a little bit of – harshness there but it's also like who's a part of my flock mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you're like i'm going to do what i can and let the lord guide me mm-hmm. but i also have so much to consider when it comes to yeah i, I guess it's just kind of a what, what, what do you do like what do you when it comes to like, what are your first thoughts when when you're yeah. approaching yeah I, and, I, I love no i think you know one of the first thoughts i have and i i, I love where you're going with that one of the first thoughts i have is there's going to be someone who asks, well, how would you define discipleship? Yeah. And I think in your answer, you naturally defined it as relational. There is a core component of relationship in discipleship. And and I love, uh, you know, Jesus, I think, gives a clear understanding of what discipleship entails, the content of discipleship. When he says at the end of Matthew 28, the Great Commission, everyone kind of knows this, Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Okay, so that's what we're to do. Then what does he say? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Well, that idea of go, therefore, is as you are going. 
as you're living life. And so what you're saying there in, in your understanding of how you approach discipleship is as I'm going, there's some people in my life that are just going to be there. My wife's going to be there. My kids are going to be there. So you're going to see how I, as a disciple, live among them, how I've taken the teachings of Jesus Christ and have allowed them to impact my life daily. Now, obviously, it's not daily with the students, but you're going to be invited to dinner. You're going to be invited to come and watch a movie. You're going to be invited to do those things. As I'm going, I'm inviting you to go with me. Go with me. See how this works. And then, so where I like to go to that, with that, where, where I first think of discipleship is, like you said, I, I, I want to, this is, might sound a little bad. I want to have a metric, a little bit of where I think this kid is at. Is this kid who I'm going to be discipling, whether they approached me or I approached them, sometimes it works either way. What's their home life like? Which is a little bit of a question you're answering, right? Do they need, do they need me to be like a father to them? Do they need me to be like a brother to them? Do they need me to be like, you know, not a, necessarily a friend, but someone who they're, you know, getting kind of away from the stressors of life. I have kids in my youth group who need me to be like a father. So me coming alongside them is very, um, you know, parent-esque because they don't have a father in their life. So they see me in that kind of capacity. So I think for me, discipleship is that journey of becoming more like Christ influenced by his teachings. And that can look in a multitude of ways differently. I, one of the goals I always have, though, is are we getting in the Word together at some point? Are we getting into the Word? And and I think for me, I want the kid to see how the Scriptures shape and mold them as they as they're growing in their Christian walk. Whether it's from a you know evangelism, right? This kid doesn't believe in Jesus. He's made that clear. He or she has made that clear. They don't believe in Jesus, but they have questions, right? And so we're going to approach the scriptures in that way. Then they do become, a, maybe they do become a Christian. And then we're going to approach the scriptures in a way that says, uh, you know, you're becoming a disciple. You're growing in the maturity through the word, right? So I love what you're pointing out there is saying, hey, that's a bit of a challenge to me. I, I don't do that super great because um, actually in my context, I have a lot of kids that, are in great homes, and and some of the things that, that we're approaching with them in this discipleship journey is a lot of, how do I handle my school life? How do I yeah. handle, how, how do I go to my school, public school, even Christian school? And and, and, and it's, it's funny, it's funny. Um, kids who go to a public school, I think, are asking the question, how do I live a Christian life? How do I believe what the Bible says without being seen as like a bigot, without being seen as like, you know, unloving. And Whatever then, the stereotype of Christians yeah. are these days. And then kids, I think, who go to a, um, you know, more maybe a Christian school, even homeschooled, how do I, I think the question they're asking, though they, they may not be able to articulate it, how do I love Jesus without making my love for Jesus academic? And I think, I think it's very much like, well, this is kind of what you're describing, is when Paul says, I think he says it to Timothy, uh, but you can correct me on this if, uh, but he says, follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. Like yeah. that is a that is essentially what we're telling people when we're discipling them is start here because it's like I don't know how to cook, but I can follow I can copy what my wife is doing. Yeah. And then from there I can make it my own. Yeah. And it's very much the same in discipleship. Follow me as I follow Christ. Let this be the beginning. 
do what I do, and then you kind of get the heart behind what I'm doing. Yeah. And then you can go from there. See, and, and, and I think what's great about that, too, to encourage the person, <clears throat> excuse me, who's like, I don't even know what to do if I'm going to sit with a kid one-on-one, whether it's in my house or meet him for coffee. I don't even know what to do. I think what Paul is pointing out there is actually you following me is not about me. It's about you seeing Christ. In me, yeah. In me. And so I think to the to the youth leader who's – and I've had this, like, where do I start? What do I do? Do I use a book of the Bible? Do I use another book? Where do I go? Just remember, this isn't about you. This isn't. Yeah. And so you don't have to be perfect. You need to be striving to live like Christ. You need to be striving for people to see Christ in you as you live your life. But when you – and here's the other thing. I was just reading a, a, an article, and the author goes, so the author goes, he says, hey, one way that you can actually develop good discipleship is through failure. And I think one of the things he's pointing out there is, you know, not going deliberately sin, but when you do sin, showing what it looks like to confess. Now, there's some appropriateness there, right? Yeah, you uh, don't want to share everything. They're right. not your—this is a thing, too, and we've had to deal with this in the past in our ministry— is that you have to remember that these students aren't where you get to deal with your crap. Yeah. I actually have it as one of my core values if I talk to my leaders is deal with your crap before your crap deals with you. The, the students are not your counselors. Right. We, I challenge my leaders to have somebody be pouring into you. I'll be right. doing my best, but you, if you need that weekly discipleship, that's getting involved in a small group, that's getting involved in other things because I'm an over-shepherd over – I've got 27 leaders, volunteers right. in right. my ministry – and I'm going to do my best to meet with you, but that's that's not going to happen all the time. So right. getting involved in a small group is going to be the place where you can deal with your crap so you can come and be there for the students. You're there for the students. They're not there for you. And I think there's a healthy balance to that, right? There are things you, you want to use story in your discipleship as you're working through a text with them or you're working through life with them. You want to use story. So if you, you know, I was sitting with one kid and they, they were struggling with anger. And I told him, and, and we have similar backgrounds, divorced family, um, you know, he's not the oldest, but he's the oldest boy. And so we have some similarities there. I'm the oldest and I'm, I'm a guy. And so we, he was like, I just struggle with anger. And he was telling me a story. I said, you know, I have a story just like that. And I told my story and I told him how I went, you know, sometimes too far in my anger and called names and punched a hole in the wall and things like, and just letting them see that actually there was still grace and mercy for me and there's still hope in that. And so I think, you know, you want to be transparent and this is a little bit of a side note, but it's a like, like, like a pastor shouldn't go up to the pulpit and just start confessing their porn issues, yeah. right? You got, you want to have some balance there. There's, there's core group of people, like you said, small groups, other leaders that you can have come alongside you. And part of knowing where that line is people is, is being involved in the word mm-hmm. and involved with friends and like getting, talking to your Talking to God, like praying, what do I need to say to this student? Pray, dear. When he says pray continuously, that he's essentially saying be open to God's leading throughout the time that you're there with the student. Yeah, you need to be praying for that person while you're meeting with them, so that you can meet their needs that they might not even be talking about. Yeah. So, so the the Great Commission does commission us to go, you know, and and uh, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. Where would you take a student? If you're going into the Word with a student, what book of the Bible would you use? I love going into John. John, is, the purpose of John was so that you may believe. Yeah. And um, 
John, so I and that he's talking about mm. two believers and non-believers. Uh, Mark's good because it's action-packed. It's it's short. It's which easy one? To you, go you say to. Mark? Mark? Yeah. Um, and then uh, if I'm discipling a student that has been a believer for a little while, I'm going to go into James. Okay. Yeah, James is a good one. James is written to believers, telling them to shape up. Would you use anything in the Old Testament? Um, probably not at the beginning. Uh, I would go there with students who we've got some, like they've got some maturity to them. Um, that's a good meat section to jump into. Like I'm doing First Samuel as a with my students right now, and mm-hmm. uh, so I'm essentially trying to milkify some meatify or some meaty passages, mm. and uh, and then on. We go deeper with some of the students on Wednesdays. We do a Wednesday morning Bible yeah. study, and I go deeper into the passage that I milkified. Yep. And milkified. Um, yeah. That's skim so, milk. That's skim milk. Yeah. <laughs> so just I it and like I've told some students like if you want to really get into some some fun stuff, oh, like read Judges. Yeah. And then come talk to me about what you think. Yeah. Uh, I've told some, and I've found more productivity from telling boys to get into ecclesiastes than i have telling girls to get into ecclesiastes Mm -hmm. because it's just ecclesiastes you know meaningless meaningless everything's meaningless i've told people struggling with depression to go into ecclesiastes and and they're like wow this didn't help And i'm like no it did yeah like let's talk about that yeah yeah like we're you have somebody who was struggling with the same thing and you think getting every you know you think what's going to pull you out of your depressive state is to consume more media, consume more pornography, consume more of your relationships, consume more. And somebody's already done that. Yeah. And that's what Ecclesiastes is talking about. Yeah. I've, I've done it all. I got the yeah. t-shirt. It turned vintage and it still don't look good. I got my PhD in it. Yeah. And the only thing that's fulfilling is a relationship with God. Yeah. That is where fulfillment and contentment comes from. Yeah. And like that's that trust of the trust between my strength and the trust in God's strength. Mm. So that's that's what's been fun to to that's probably one of the only Old Testament books. One of the first books I read as a new believer was Proverbs. Yeah. And that was a fun one cuz I had tried reading Proverbs when I before I was a believer and it didn't make any sense mm. to me which on this side of things Proverbs is basic black and white truths that if applied to your life are will give you wisdom to not be an idiot and (laughs) and i remember coming to christ and trying to read proverbs again and going where the expletive was this word where was this two weeks ago would have saved me so much trouble and uh so fun fun story there is like that was proverbs was a good one just to like, if you if you want to know what can I do right now, Proverbs. Yeah. Like, be productive. Yeah. Don't be stupid. Yeah. I, I, I usually take, like you said, if I've got some guy, a group of guys who are, you know, you, like you said, faithful, available, teachable, Proverbs is where I go. Because the, the, the challenges you're going to face, which are very two common challenges that, you know, Proverbs addresses is laziness and lust. And you're gonna f- address face those. I I also like to go to the Book of Mark. My senior pastor, like, could write a commentary on Mark, and he 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 basically taught me that 
you know, when you approach Mark, the very first verse is going to tell you why it's one to approach with a disciple, because it says this, Mark chapter 1, verse 1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So this is going to be the good news of Jesus Christ. You need to hear this. Mm, that's good. Non-believer or believer. And then he, he says there's three things that you need to keep in mind when you're going through Mark is it's going to answer Jesus' identity. Who is he? It's going to answer his mission. Why did he come to earth? What's he doing here? And then the calling that he has either on the disciples, and if it's on the disciples, then it's on you, right? So the calling in your life. So identity, mission, and call is all through Mark, and I think you could take kids through that. Um, and, and, and like you said, Mark's approachable. John is approachable. You're going to want to do some homework on it. But, um, you know, those two books are great. Go, going to the Gospels with a kid, showing them Christ is so good. And then here's the thing, right? <laughs> Sorry, my I don't know what's going on. We're ending right it. We're five minutes over anyways. But um, taking them to the Gospel and showing them how Christ actually is relevant to their life circumstance. He is. Mm. He's there. And so... Um, walking through that with them and, and and equipping them to then make disciples someday. You don't just want it to stay there. You want to make disciples. I think this is your phrase, make disciples who make disciples. That's right. right? And so, yeah, I, I hope this is helpful, man. I, I hope this is helpful for people to be like, hey, it's relational, and it's, how would you say it? I don't want to say instructional, but it is, right? Yeah. So you relation, like, you have to have the horizontal, right? Getting into the word, knowing Christ more, loving well, and then it, the vertical, yeah. Like, right? Did I get that right? Not, no. Vertical, up and down, <laughs> horizontal. Oh, my gosh. If you just want some real practical, easy ones, like <laughs> I've told my students, like for ladies, go take them out for coffee. Get a, yeah. Get a frappe. It's amazing what can happen over a frappe. And, he, and there's another thing. Yeah. Is I've told my male leaders, if you want a boy student to open up, go get a burger. Like My as, kids used to make fun of me because I always be like, you want to get burgers? You want to get burgers? I still do that. Yeah, and here's the other thing too. My my favorite thing to say to, to leaders when they go, man, we got these kids that just won't listen. They just won't sit still. They don't respect us. I said, and they're like, how do we change that? Well, you know how you change that? Take them out. That's right. Go get ice cream. Go get a burger. I'll pay for that. Exactly. The church will pay for that. It's huge. Go do it. Um, now my leaders are gonna be like, hey, where's our money? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, guys, this is some people's kids. Youth pastors pressing play with other youth pastors. It's good to see you guys. See you next week.